I've been able to see into the future, and I can see Saturday specifically, and you lost to Toronto. Shot attempts in the game are 77 to 33. Here's a lead pass. Nylander in behind. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I am Zach Vogel, and with me today is uh, Zach Vogel. He's behind me, and then also Zach Vogel. We're going to get all of my thoughts. We always close down for the Super Bowl, which is tomorrow. Bengals versus the Rams for any of you that do care. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for the Bengals. Good luck to you, Joe Burrow. I will be watching the game because I do also like Americanisches Fußball. As Leon Dreisaitl would say, you know, American football. Not too many things on the injury front, which is kind of good news. And then I'm going to do like a, a quick week preview. You know how I usually do it. I like to split that week into three sections, if nothing less, split it into two of like the first part of the week and the second part of the week. There is one team that has five games, so... That might be more of a week-long pickup. And that's Edmonton, who is actually bookmarked on either end. There's a back-to-back to to open up the week and a back-to-back to close out the week. But, I mean, first things first, find us on Twitter, at FHFHockey. Add us, see what we're up to. Ask us questions. Have fun with it. Join our Discord. It's just a fun, you know, kind of place to, to talk and go over things. And we really talk about anything. We talk about a ton of hockey. Other than that, let's get into the injury list. I don't really have any, like, super new injury injuries. Uh, actually, it's people that should be coming back. And I really only have two of them. That's getting Balkan. He's probable to play tomorrow, but he is going to be a, a game-time decision. He did clear COVID protocols, so let's look for him to be coming back tomorrow. That spells even, you know, more good things for Rust and that second line. Next up, Kyle Palmieri. He missed the last two games for New York, but he should be coming back today versus the Flames. The Islanders play the Flames today. That game is at 10 o'clock, and it is only 7.30 right now on Saturday night. So I don't know the answer to that one, but he should be. He should be coming back. That That's everything I hear. He also cleared COVID protocol, so looking for him to come back tonight. Like I said, super quick injury report. I, I like when there isn't too much bad news to give. And hell, I mean, these were both kind of good news at that. We finished up last week. We we have our, you know, two-week matchup ending tomorrow. Well, tomorrow for me, today for you if you're listening on Sunday. If you're wasting your Sunday morning listening to me spat about fantasy hockey, then thank you and I'm sorry. Both of those things. Pitfalls to look out for next week. Got some good schedules, but I want to kind of start off with the worst schedules. Those schedules are are really, to me, the teams that just automatically are playing on heavy nights. So maybe they aren't guys that you want to pick up because you already have spots filled. You kind of want to pick up those, you know, 
off days and stuff like that, as we always suggest. There are two teams that have three games all on heavy nights, being Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and that's St. Louis and Boston. I'm going to be kind of staying away from those. Boston has, you know, actually somewhat of an easier schedule than most as far as that goes. Even though they play on those heavy nights, they're playing at the Rangers, at the Islanders, at Ottawa. There are some, you know, possible wins there for Boston, but we'll see. Teams that only play two games but are also on heavy nights are the Washington Capitals and my guys, the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm really staying away from those. Arizona doesn't play any games until Saturday, Sunday. They have a back-to-back at the very end of the week, so I'm kind of staying away from that. Detroit's schedule is also kind of crappy. It's really kind of, you know, kind of blocked off, but they, they play Monday and Thursday, so there's just so many days in between games. It's just not worth it to pick up somebody and then hold them for, for just those two games. Same thing goes with Montreal. Even though you're not really picking up too many Montreal players, they don't play until Thursday. Then they close out the week on Sunday against the Islanders. That's just not something I'm really interested in. Like I said, I got to wait four days until they play a game on Thursday, and then they have two days off in between. That kind of stuff sucks, and I don't F around with it. Tampa Bay has one game this week against New Jersey on Tuesday. So you're you're really kind of staying away from there. Your big, you know, Tampa Bay players aren't going to be helping you win this week for for sure. So you're going to have to kind of figure other stuff out, Braden Point owners and, you know, Andre Vasilevsky owners. You're, you're not going to get it this week. To round out here, we have Washington, like I said, that has the, uh, the two games on heavy days. And then Vancouver as well. They play on Thursday and Saturday. Have a decent schedule. You know, they they play the Sharks, who can surprise you, and then Anaheim, who I guess also can surprise you. Both those teams can score four-plus goals. Raj, maybe it's not the best schedule for, for Vancouver, but I'm really not picking up any of the Vancouver guys anyway. Now, that kind of rounds out the crap-ass schedules. There are a ton of teams that have three games this week. And, you know, it, so, some of the matchups are interesting. It really kind of, for me, depends on when those games fall during the week. But I'm going to stick to my good schedules here. My good schedules are Edmonton. Edmonton, number one. They're the team that plays five games this week. They play Monday, Tuesday, have a day off in between. Then they're back at it and then finish out the week, you know, on another back-to-back on Saturday, Sunday. That, that's a pretty fantastic schedule. I know they're still playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, which are heavy days. But, man, you're getting five games. Uh, you, can, you can't ask for much more than that. Next up, Winnipeg. They, they have a three-game and four-day start to the week. So that one interests me. And, you know, Minnesota has a pretty decent schedule as well. And then there's a couple of teams that start off the week with a back-to-back real early in that week, and that's Colorado and Calgary. Getting back to the beginning of the story, let's start in Edmonton. Um, I think that's the logical place for for us to start. First off, back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday. They're starting off the week on Monday, Tuesday away. They're playing at San Jose and and then at Los Angeles. Edmonton has been playing pretty shitty lately. Now, they they won their last game, and Mike Smith got him a win. Good for you, Mike Smith. I didn't pick you up because I've been scared of how crappy you're playing. 
But San Jose and Los Angeles, two teams that could come up and bite you, but they are games that they should win. Then they play Anaheim on Thursday at home, back on the road, Winnipeg on Saturday, back home on Sunday for Minnesota. So actually a lot of traveling this week. I kind of screwed them over a little bit on this one, to be honest with you, but it is what it is. Not that I really like Edmonton. I don't really want to play devil's advocate, but they are playing a lot of games, so I like some of their players. First off, Zach Hyman has actually, the ownership has dropped a little bit on Hyman, and I ain't buying the drop. I'm buying the ad. He's 66% owned, which is definitely down. Now, I understand that's a little high, but he's available in a third of leagues. Not only are you getting the five games this week, the Hyman production is still there. And for the most part, I trust that the Edmonton offense will get going. I really do. And and sometime at this five-game stretch here, I think it will. And it very well could be right there at the beginning of the week and carry on through. Now, Hyman isn't going anywhere outside that top six, and that's the most appealing thing to me. He's really played the bulk of his minutes and the bulk of his year alongside Connor McDavid. Now, that other side has moved around as it generally does, but right now, I mean, Zach Hyman is there. He's not going anywhere. He's on the power play. I'm sticking with Zach Hyman here. If people have dropped him, I'm willing to pick him up. On the other side, right now, and out of his uh, you know, point drought, much less owned, only owned in a third of leagues, not available in a third of leagues, available in two-thirds of leagues, is Yessi Pugliarvi. And Puji actually broke out of his nine-game point drought last night. He scored a goal that came off of a face-off that was won by the other team, but it was on the power play. He took the puck away, went five-hole on it. Um, it wasn't the prettiest goal in the world, but it may be just what he needs to kind of get back into the swing of things. You know what I mean? He's likely going to stay on either that top line or that second line along Leon Dreisaitl. And like I said, he's only 34% owned. I think the Pooji is a great look this week because I, I really like how they, they mix up that top six. I want Ryan Nugent Hopkins to be back in that top six. Man, that still pisses me off. I want him playing with Dreisaitl. Bullshit. Fuck Evander Kane. Dick. Moving on to defense. The defense is interesting here, and I, I've seen a lot of Tyson Berry drops, and I've seen a lot of Evan Bouchard drops. Now, Evan Bouchard is 59% owned, and Tyson Berry is 76% owned, and neither of them have been doing anything. They, they've both been playing like shit, to be honest with you, and, and that goes offensively and def uh, defensively. What's surprising to me, though, and clearly has to be because of name recognition, is that Barry is still 76% owned. And I really don't get it. In my eyes, he's a fizzle. Nobody calls me a fizzle and gets away with it. Except that one guy who called me a fizzle and, and then ran off. He got away with it. His cap hit isn't out of this world, but he isn't living up to, you know, the moniker of being the offensive-minded defenseman. And that was worthwhile to have on your team because his defensive deficiencies. Wow, I can't believe I got that out on the first try. Boom, boom. So his defensive deficiencies were covered up by the addition of points. But now the points aren't there. Now the points aren't there. So like, what, what am I supposed to do with you now? Drop you is the answer. When the points aren't there, we're just left with a husk. Evan Bouchard, on the other hand, is who I'm picking up between the two moving forward. He has more ice time, 
more shots, more shots on goal, more hits, more blocks, and better proximity to, you know, the Edmonton Brass, the Connor McDavid's, and the Leon Dreisaitl's of the world. Tyson Berry, you are old news, my man. Evan Bouchard, you need to start doing something, but you are still the guy that I'm picking up out of those two. Really, I would move Tyson Berry and get a and get a you know real better defensive defenseman, but that's that's just me. That's just me. And I'm saying as the Edmonton Oilers, that's what they should do. That's what they're lacking, and they're not getting what they were supposed to. Okay. Early week splits. Three games. Four days. Winnipeg Jets. Like I said, you all know. You know how I feel about three games in four days. I fucking love it. You get a lot of you get a lot of just points just by being out there on the ice, and then you can drop them after that because then their their only game left is Saturday against Edmonton. I'm fine with dropping any of these guys that you're picking up, except for maybe Wheeler. Except for maybe Wheeler because I think that he's going to turn around. Okay, starting out Blake Wheeler, another little highly owned, but I mean for the for the schedule, it's worth it for the three days here if he is available. They're playing Monday against Chicago. Off on Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday, Minnesota, Seattle. But yeah, starting off with Blake Wheeler here, he is, well, he's on that top line. And Wheels went through a true rough stretch earlier in the year, to say the least. I had him, I traded him, that was fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm not losing any sleep. But the Jets have rebounded, and so has he somewhat. So at only 66% ownership, he's 100% worth a look. When there, you know, are these three days coming up? As far as point production and stuff like that, it, it is still kind of sketchy and hit or miss right now. But he is kind of coming back into his own. He's playing a ton of minutes. He's getting he's getting you know hits and blocks and and all the kind of usual stuff that Blake Wheeler does. So I expect kind of the points to continue. Next up, my boy Andrew Cop. He's fifty two percent owned. Cop didn't show up on the score on the scorecard in the last one. And I'm sorry, I, I, I said to pick up Andrew Kopp, and he didn't show up, but I do have faith in the guy. He didn't do himself any justice with only one shot on goal, so I'm still going to double down here. I'm doubling down on my last Andrew Kopp pick, and I'm going to suggest him again. Start of the week coming up. Andrew Kopp, get back on those shots. Before that, he hadn't had less than two shots in, in, well, quite a while. And he was mixing in, you know, a five-shot-on-goal game, four-shot-on-goal game, quite a few threes. That's what I want to see you doing, Andrew Kopp. Go ahead, get back out there, start shooting the puck more. We're going to get some points. Lastly, for Winnipeg, and, and this one is, you know, you're going to like this one if you are a Dynasty League guy. That's what I'll say with that. And that is Cole Perfetti. Cole Perfetti. And I actually own uh, Cole. I, I own a share of Cole Perfetti. So I'm not totally hating this either. He's only 2% owned. He's available. But he's been trying to make the most of his bump to the second line. He got an assist on a Jansen Harkins goal that also saw Mark Shifley on the other side of the assist as well. What I'd like to see a bit more of is some more fast-moving breakouts. You know, that that's the kind of game that he's he really does. He's a speedster, and he's on the line with Kyle Connor. I want to see him out on the break, and I think good things can happen. You put him and Kyle Connor out skating fast with a defenseman going backwards. I like the look of that. Now, if I were Cole Perfetti, I would, 
you know, in the long run, pass the puck up to Kyle Connor because that man can finish around the goal. But Cole Perfetti has shown that he he can at least hang. Now I think it's going to be more assists, like I said, than anything else. But Cole Perfetti is kind of he's kind of a long shot here, but could definitely get you some points in these you know first four days of the week. And in all honesty, those first four days are crucial. You want to get up to a lead. I want to have at least like you know a um, you know a 15, 20 point lead by Thursday, or else I don't feel any sort of safe. So that's why I always say those first four games are, are so critical. Minnesota. Minnesota's next. Now, I'm talking Minnesota here because, well, actually, they have a perfect schedule this week. They they play four games. They don't play five games like the Edmonton Oilers, but they have a perfect schedule. Perfect schedule being all off nights. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, finish off on Sunday. Detroit, Winnipeg, Florida, and Edmonton. I like it. You gotta like all those off nights. And there are people to go around in Minnesota. First, I want to start about talking something that's pissing me off a little bit. Now, this isn't somebody to pick up because he's 80%, 80% owned right now. But if this week doesn't go well, especially with all these over uh, off nights, that ownership may go down after this week if he doesn't perform. And I might be part of it. And that is my boy, Ryan freaking Hartman. You are killing me, man. You're killing me, man. He's been worrying the shit out of me, to say the least. He has one assist in his last six games. What is going on with Ryan Harmon? And the whole thing, he's centering the top line. You know what I mean? He's playing with Kaprizov. Come on. Come on. I want to have to drop him. I was so proud of him doing well. Me picking him up off of waivers, and now he's doing shitty. But he's still on the top line. Still on the top line. I got to hold out. Got to hold out. At least see what this week happens. Other than that, there you know there are some bright, bright shining spots here, and really I think the brightest, shiniest spot is Matt Boldy. Matt Boldy, twenty three percent owned, and that is going to go up. That is going to go up a hundred percent. So get in on Matt Boldy now. He has been an aberration since being called up from the NHL. He has ten points in eleven games, which is downright amazing. Right now, he's playing on the second line with Freddie Goudreau and Kevin Fiala. We know that Kevin Fiala can finish and move the puck around. And this whole thing, he's affixed onto that you know, second line as of now, along with the first power play unit. He's on the first power play. And that's actually where he's got 30% of his points thus far. Out of those 10 points that he has, Three of them are on the power play. I dig that. He's doing it all out there. Like, he's not just, you know, shooting, getting points. He's adding stuff in. He's nine blocks, four hits, two and a half shots on goal per game. Now, I will say, bold, maybe don't be so bold. Don't block as many shots, bro, because I'd rather you stick around, not get hurt from, you know, having a shot come up and Wacky in the side of the knee or the ankle. But I'm super excited to see how this one goes. Matt Boldy is a great young prospect. And man, the Minnesota Wild are going to be fucking good. Like their prospects are out of this world. They have one of my favorite prospect pools in the entire league. Maybe my favorite. Moving on, we got a couple of back-to-backs here. That is Colorado and Calgary. First, we'll start in Colorado. 
They play Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, actually, both these teams play Tuesday and Wednesday as far as back-to-backs are concerned. Colorado plays Dallas and Vegas. First, I want to start about uh, start talking about Alex Newhook. And, and you know why? Because in all honesty, it's kind of hard to, to find viable players to pick up that are, you know, going to get points because really the points in Colorado are very top-heavy. They are scored in the top six for the most part, very much so on the power play. So you, if you don't have a spot in that top six and you don't have a spot on the power play, then it's going to be hard for you to find points in Colorado. But there are players that you can, you know, sneak in. Alex Newhook, 3% owned. And with McKinnon still day-to-day, Valerie Nachushkin was bumped up to the top line, which has left a second line opening for now Alex Newhook. All in all, he's actually had a pretty solid rookie campaign as it is. And and my whole thing is he hasn't blown the fucking doors off or anything like that. But he hasn't seen too many extended droughts in the point department. And that's what I like to see. He He's not having, you know, eight, nine game point droughts and, and stuff like that. He is playing with Kadri and Burakovsky on that second line. So I think that he could actually be a pretty solid stack with one of those two players. Because I do see him getting some points. I really do. Uh, with with those two players playing with him, there are going to be points scored on that second line, or or at least very likely. And Alex Newhook will obviously have a chance to see some of those. So I, I do like Alex Newhook for offense on there. Next up, Pavel Fransuz. I, I will always talk about Pro- Pavel Fransuz when he is going to get a start. He is 48% owned, so he's available in over half of leagues. And like I said, the Avs do have two tough games against Dallas and Vegas. And Francis is actually scheduled to take the latter half of that back-to-back. And I'm in on either, to be honest with you. If, if he played Dallas, then I'm in on that. If he plays Vegas, I'm in on that. Francis has proven to be a good goalie and can hold up against, you know, supreme talent across the NHL. We've seen him get good wins against hard teams. So he's proven that he can do it. While we already know that he can hold up, he has the Avs' high-powered offense in front of him. If this is a good start to the 0-G sort of week, you can bang out a possible win and a really good start from Pavel Fransuz right at the beginning of the week. I like this one. Pavel Fransuz is definitely my number one goalie to pick up for the beginning of the week. Next up, the Flames. I'm going to talk about another goalie, and I'm going to talk about Dan Flater. 9% owned, and don't get me wrong, he is a good pickup when he's playing. He is scheduled to start Wednesday against Anaheim. I myself have been picking up Ladar when he has been quote-unquote scheduled. And then out trots Jacob Markstrom. Like, what the fuck is he doing out there? It's getting frustrating. You got to pick these guys up before the early games start. Now, the Flames are generally always playing late games, and they will be playing a late game on this one as they're playing Anaheim, so there's no chance of this being, you know, a 7 p.m. start, Eastern Standard Time, so it's going to be a 10 o'clock game. Now, you have to have these pickups in ahead of time, and I need to pick somebody up by, you know, 6.45. Likely, he is just scheduled to start, and then Markstrom will play it back-to-back or some shit It's happened already. It happened like a week and a half ago when I picked him up. 
or, or like a week ago or whatever, they had a back-to-back, and then Markstrom played both sides. And from all estimation, everything I found, there was nothing wrong with Dan Flader. I get worked up over these things. I get worked up over these things because they piss me off, and then they make me waste a pickup. And there's nothing more than I hate than wasting a pickup because you put somebody in your lineup and it's like, oh, well, it was between this guy and this guy, and I could have gotten those two assists. But no, instead I got zero because I trusted. Because I trusted. It's hard for me to trust. I have trust issues, especially when it comes to Dan Vladar. Even though I do like him when he is playing, also if he's playing Anaheim, I'm also, you know, interested as well. Anaheim is still, you know, they're a surprising team, but I don't think that they're going to be a playoff team. Okay, so that was your week preview or early week preview. We'll be coming back later on in the week. We'll get you set up for the weekend and everything like that. Let's try to hope that uh, we can have another positive week. Let's get another win here, boys, or as long as I get a win, that's really what matters to me because I like winning. I like winning. I fucking hate losing. In our home league, I'm on a a two-week losing streak, and I was, you know, had only one loss in the previous 14 weeks. Then I lose two in a row. The last one I lost by, like, fucking, like, one and a half points or something like that crazy. I was pissed. That is besides the point. My problems are not your problems. Until I make my problems your problems. So let's hope I get a win. I will. Fixed them up, like, 100 points this week. Because of the two-week thing. Kicked ass. All right, guys, you can find us at FHF Hockey. Come join us on the Discord. Talk about hockey. Talk about whatever you want. Oddly, I like to listen to myself after the episode comes out. You know, I pour a glass of wine. I sit in a leather chair with with no clothes on. And uh, I, well, let's just move past that part. Leather chairs are actually not good to sit in naked. They stick. All right, guys, that was... The week preview for the upcoming week. I will talk to you later. And Raj, love you. TJ, love you. Everybody, love you.